0: Hello, friends. Henderson coming to you with uh, Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. We're hanging out after the Mavs lose to the Kings, one eleven to ninety nine. Do I have that score right? Yes. Um, what's there to say about this one? You know, it was uh, sort of exactly what we expected, and everything we'd feared, and really like one really fun package. Um, The Mavericks looked a little sloppy early. You could tell whenever Josh Richardson allowed uh, Halliburton to take a wide open corner three with uh, no one within like 50 feet. Um, That was just really outstanding. And you know the Dallas has never looked ready to play all night. Uh, every time they'd make a little bit of a run, something silly would happen. Some fifty-fifty ball wouldn't go their way. The ball would bounce to the King's hands. Uh, a Dallas player would do something like monstrously stupid. Um, I have a feeling anybody that wants to uh, to 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 come up and talk is going to want to talk about the refs. I'll say that second technical is probably one that's going to get rescinded and that was pretty silly, but the refing was really pro Dallas in terms of the foul calls. Um, there was 26 to 16 where the number of personal fouls called, uh, the Kings really attempted to give it away in the fourth quarter. They had something like seven straight turnovers. Like it was, it was really rough. Um, uh, and Zach is in the chase. Said, "Are you kidding me? The the refing was terrible. Aspects of the refing was terrible. Like the technical fouls were bad. But the the Mavericks got into the bonus twice and stopped attacking. Um, that sort of thing drives me crazy, personally. Uh, the really ridiculous Dwight foul shut or tw- Dwight foul. You know, a nice uh, slip of the tongue." Dwight Powell shoving a defender into Luka on a fast break needlessly. Like, that was very dumb. Um, the Mavericks did a lot of stuff to step on their own dicks, and I'm not really sure what's supposed to, to happen. Um, you know, as, as the chat is talking about, Tyrese Halliburton went down with what I hope is a, a hyper extension. He is a wonderful player to watch, and uh, any sort of open-floor, non-contact I mean, he might have stepped on somebody's ankle. I tried not to watch the replay; that stuff drives me crazy. Um, but it was, it was, it was—you know—depressing all, all the less, all the same. Um, for me, uh, if, if you're hearing this on the podcast, we can talk about it now. Obviously, in the locker room, where I am particularly challenged is all season long. The Mavericks have done things that are within their control and have resulted in things backfiring. Um, obviously, I understand why they're resting KP tonight, but this game wouldn't be quite so frustrating if they didn't fall from five to seven on a single loss. And they fall from five to seven because all season long they've taken these these L's um, against teams that they should beat. You know, the, the under 500 record is something like they're still – They've won the majority of their games against, you know, teams with records below 500, but it's not by many. They need to win more of those games. They need to rack up the easy wins. Um, and it's it's just frustrating. So now they're on the outside looking in because I think the Lakers win tonight. The Portland Trailblazers won tonight. And instead of taking care of that, which is within their control, they lost a game to a team that had that really doesn't want to win. The, the Kings didn't want to win this game. Um, I, I, it's just it's it, it's just a challenging situation. So what I'd like to do tonight is I don't want to do this for an hour and a half. Hope we don't mind. I would like to to talk with people and and you know hear frustrations or hopes or anything of that. Uh, but I, I do want to make this one you know probably within a half hour to forty minutes at most. Um, all right. So coming up first we have Xavier. Hey hey, X. What's going on?
1: What's up, Kirk? I'm pissed off, and I'll be brief, but I realize that I am in a toxic relationship with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Last year was like the beginning of a new relationship. Everything was fresh. Everything was exciting. Even the losses didn't bother me. Outside of the loss to the Lakers early on and the two losses to the Knicks, I even enjoyed the losses, right? Because in my mind, the future was bright. Everything was going to be great. We were going to own the next half decade. We had Luka. We had KP. We had role players. We had cap space. Man, everything was great. And then this year came expectations, and it was like, that stage where you move in with your partner and you start to really get to know them. And now all of a sudden you hate how they squeeze the toothpaste from the middle. You hate how they leave so much fucking hair in the sink. And that's why I'm <laughs> at this team. I love this team. But I don't like this team. And the more I get to know this team, the more that I just I resent them. I resent them for nights like today where they didn't take care of business. I resent them for the fact that that bright future that I saw last year I don't see it anymore, Kurt. And yeah, we can talk about today's game, but it's for me it's more about moving forward. And honestly, I don't see the bright future. I don't see I don't see the path to contender status. And do you realize Dorian and Maxie are older than you probably think they are? and you, you know, and, K, and all the shit that comes along with KP, and it's just like I just don't see it, and honestly today, I just, I don't enjoy this team I haven't enjoyed this season and even the wins feel more like a relief than a, a cause for celebration and the losses today just feel like a kick to the dick, and honestly I'm just ready for the season to just end, I hope it doesn't end in embarrassing fashion, but I'm just ready to move forward but that's it, I'll leave it to somebody else to come on and rant
0: well, as always, it's 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 good thoughts, and it you know I talked about the previous two seasons, rookie uh, Lucas rookie year, and then last year, kind of the what 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 was it George H W Bush coined the phrase, or no, it's George W Bush who coined the phrase, the soft bigotry of low expectations, and it was like a lot more fun when when we just wanted to see them do something, and expectations inevitably take away uh, um, things. What something is the thief of joy? What's the phrase? I don't know, but it's it's the sort of thing that that um, comparison is the thief of joy. That's what it is. Thank you, Josh uh, there. And and right now we're all just kind of looking for what the next step is for these Mavericks. And big picture wise, the you know, going back to the to the early 2000s, you know, the the match were so bad in the 90s where just like what started happening then just felt like bliss. And then the team, you know, look like they might be able to make the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, within six years, they did make the Western Conference Finals. Uh, and it's it's just one of these things where I'm not entirely under, sure how to deal with this because I very much live like game to game. And, you know, we noted a couple days ago that the Mavericks have won something like 66 percent of their games since February 1st. That's hard to do over the course of a season. But where I get particularly frustrated is, is, and and we've talked about this because it's a COVID year, these games are all condensed and I'm not sure what we're supposed to take away other than the fact that the Mavericks are just not deep enough to withstand some of this. There's some, some kind of like institute like structural issues within the team. Like the Josh Richardson minutes just have to go. Um, He, he is tremendously bad and it's very, very upsetting. Um, and to get beat by the Kings, who are a team that, that, you know, have some interesting pieces, but they were without Barnes, they were without Fox, and both of those guys have crushed Dallas before, only to get crushed by some by, by new people. So what do you do with that? I just, I don't really know. Um, one one uh, point of uh, order, if you guys hear any chomping, some weird noises coming on my end, my dog's in front of me, just, like, maiming a rawhide. I'm trying to, like, move out of his cone of chomping but then he follows me with it so I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do um okay so we're gonna bring a couple people up on next Xavier thank you for your comments as always uh for those of you listening um in the room X has his first post going up on MavsMoneyBall.com tomorrow be sure to look for that in the morning um all right coming up next all right I'm gonna bring Angel on because Angel and I have been DMing for a while about the Kings and so I know you probably don't want to hear from a Kings fan but I'm friendly What's up, my man?
2: Thank you, Kurt. Thanks for having me once again. Another sad loss for the Mavs. And with this third loss, are you guys, I wonder, how are you guys are going to do with the playoffs when you lose to teams like the Kings? Like, how po- how well, is it possible? See, they beat the
0: crap out of the good teams, though. Like, the, I know. You know they, but... they, they have a ri- ridiculous record against good teams. That's what doesn't make any sense. So it's these sorts of games that like, Luca has to take more seriously. He comes out sloppy against so many bad teams, and then he finally gets it together, and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to do this. And, and he goes as the – as the team goes as he goes, and he's not consistent enough yet
2: in terms of the energy. It's very silly. Because this third quarter that we just win this, you guys missed – it was like a bunch of bricks from three, and it was pretty awful because the yes. Kings could have made it a 20- or 30-point lead right there, but they just couldn't capitalize it. And the Mavs got lucky on that, but then they lost today. But, I mean – it's just tough seeing the Mavs that way with all that talent. I think Mavs need more pieces for Luca in the off season for sure. Yes,
0: I mean that. Like that's I talked about this on our podcast. Tim Hardaway Jr. didn't play, and so when you watch like kind of the like Tim Hardaway and Buddy Heald are very similar players where they just have no conscience and that can both work for and against the team. And Hardaway not playing tonight was very problematic because with, like, the bench unit, you could see, like, Jalen Brunson doing his best. Like, he hit some nice mid-range jumpers. But there was that one possession in the fourth quarter where the Mavs made eight passes on driving kicks, and no one wanted to shoot the ball. And then they left with, like, this terrible Burke fadeaway, even though they had given up, like, three obvious three-pointers. But no one wanted to shoot. And so it just that sort of stuff starts to catch up with them.
2: Yeah, it's just <sighs> up and down for you guys. Oh, well. And it, and it's tough to watch. Like, I want to see Josh Green play as well. Like, these Mavs fans in the chat, they were talking about Josh Green. And I agree. Like, I don't know if it's Rick's fault that he's not developing young players or they just don't trust the players, I guess. But, I mean, it is what it is. See, yeah I see Now, Well, Green's
0: kind of his own special, special circumstance because he uh, – and, and the chat's not going to like to hear this – He stinks is the thing. He might play hard, but he's not good. And, you know, he had some interesting passing chops. Um, but like he missed a bunny at the rim. Like he shot it at the crease. Like you, you you know, you can't do that. Um, but the playing hard thing should get him more minutes because not enough of these guys play hard and, and energy is kind of an infectious thing. It's why, uh, it's 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 you know just one of the things that's been lacking in almost all of their and all of their losses where they could have turned things around at least.
2: Yeah. So. And before I go, I will. Well, say thanks this. for hanging
0: out, Angel. I got to bring up some other people because I want to get okay. on out of here.
2: Sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No worries. But we'll,
3: I'll say it.
0: All right. Uh, Ike, what's going on? You there, Ike?
3: Oh, I'm here. Hey, how's it going, Kirk? Good. Yeah.
0: No, it's not. It's. So-
3: it absolutely sucks, and I think this was a fear of many of us coming off the high of beating Washington last night um i I don't know it's like ex kind of exavier kind of semi depressed me, but I kind of felt where he was coming from. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but i don't it's i to me it's it's it's, it's simply an effort thing the effort thing is just not consistent game to game. And you know maybe this is part of the growth of a quote unquote young team, but the the fact that there's such a disparity of their records against teams under 500 and the teams above 500, it's pretty maddening. And um, I, I just I, I really don't understand it. Um, I, I really don't want to get into off-season talks, but I, I really hope that they start looking to. I think I referenced last night when I talked to you about the lack of aggression uh, as far as from the defense. And it's just like, you know, I I think the perimeter defense can be hot and cold, of course, but the interior defense is the thing that always has me screaming at the the TV because oftentimes people get to the basket and, you know, we we just offer little to no resistance. Yeah, we, we may get some blocks here and there, but consistently offering like some resistance, um, it's it's maddening, and I you know for all the effort that Dwight Powell gets, he's just absolutely a terrible defender. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's maddening <laughs> to watch. Like I don't understand it, and I like Dwight Powell, so I'm not even trying to slander him, but he sucks right. defensively. Um, so you know for for me, I I just wish we had like all of our interior guys, all of our post players. They're pretty much the same, in my opinion. We don't have a bruiser or a banger that. You know, will will give people second thoughts when they actually get inside. You know, put somebody on the ass from time to time. Things of that sort. Sure. It's my it's my hope amongst many that they actually go after somebody that plays with an edge. You know, has plays with a little more ferocity. Things of that sort. I, I wanted to know what you think about that. That's been their shortcoming for
0: two years now. Um, it was very obvious in the playoffs when Luca got you know Porzingis came to Luca's defense that one game where he got I, I don't it was maybe game 1 or game 2 one of them and and I remember all of us having the conversation of it's awesome that KP did that for Luca KP should not have to do that where they need a, yeah. a, not an enforcer sounds so ridiculous but that was supposed yeah. to be like the idea was that's why James Johnson might might have filled that role but right. James right. Johnson right. is older he's just not that good anymore they, right. there's a you know post like post men in the nba are the surplus position there it, it's yeah. in terms of of guys it's easiest to find like like big, you know there's lots of big dudes but then uh, guards are, are 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 slightly more plentiful or uh, slightly less plentiful and then playmaking wings are like the hardest position which is why like kelly oubre makes a million bucks even though he stinks uh right. and and so it's like you think they could find someone uh but it, I I just don't know what they do. There's something that they that that will be a thing that they look for. I think so. I think they're also missing a vet. You know, this yeah, is the JJ Barea role uh, where mm-hmm. you know at some point they would have had kind of a a uh, consigliere of sorts, like between the yeah. team and the coaching staff, where you know you can figure out like what's the mood, what's going on. It's there's just games where I feel like that the coaching staff is a little bit out of touch with with what the team needs like needs, but. Then again, it's like, this is what these guys all signed up for. You know, maybe we'll look back and think this is a growth season, but this has
3: just been particularly frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all I have, man. I know there's a lot of people that I want to talk, but I'll just try to suck it up and just look forward to the next game. I know, right? All right, well, thanks for hanging out.
0: All right, coming up next, Jose. Hi, Jose, Hi, Jose. what's going on? Uh, Not much, Kirk, how are you? I'll be okay, you know. <laughs> so what do we got uh, tonight?
4: Well, so, some of my takes is the the defense obviously was soft. I mean, uh, the lack of energy in terms of rebounding the ball. The white Powell was getting killed by ba- <laughs> Bagley, and I, I was just disappointed in the way we came out, especially the way that Dorian Finney Smith didn't have a point into second or third quarter, if I'm correct. So, it, it was just overall disappointing. But, uh, I wanted to talk about a bit about the future of the Mavs because, uh, I'm not sure if it was you or Locked On Mavs that made, like, a segment for Jalen Brunson about him being a free
0: agent. It was them. In, I, I, I get very uh, confused yeah. when I look into free agency stuff because Brunson, they signed him for, like, that I can't figure out if he's restricted or unrestricted, whatever the hell he is. It's it's. I know it's a problem for the Mavs that we're not really
4: right. And and that's something that I was interested when when I seen the the title, and I I was just like, man, our future is bright, but we have a lot of holes to fill. If we don't address some now, we have to address them next year, and and by next year, who knows if those holes will be even bigger considering what what KP brings the end of this year and what he could possibly bring next year if he's still with the team.
0: Did you say KP? Sorry, I was reading something. Yeah, KP. (laughs) So KP, tonight was another good example of why KP matters even if I don't like him. Um, Schematically, the parade to the rim stuff. He's, he's essentially supposed to be the the last line of defense. And so you could kind of see where, why he's so important. I just don't know what happens with him. Um, If he doesn't, if he's not healthy for the playoffs, I don't expect him to be a Maverick next year. I expect that they move on uh, somehow take the loss because you just, you can't pay a guy that much to pay, to play 40% or 60% of your games. It's not his fault. Um, he wants to play he's a competitor but he you know the human body is a pain in the ass as we saw with halberd's knee injury and there's just it's kind of a frustrating deal where sometimes things don't go your way uh if the mat if if you know he comes back looking halfway decent then i expect that he'll be with the team and they'll need to kind of come you know everyone's going to need to get together and really talk about roles and talk about what it means because he, when he is, when he's focused and he's really only been focused one month this entire season, he was really focused in the month of March. Uh, and he played great defense then. Uh, and since then he, he came back, he, he didn't look great. Then he got hurt. And so it's, it's just kind of, just kind of one thing after another. And, and, you know, the, the big picture people of, of that, that write about the NBA at large think that this is just going to be one of these historical anomalies of a season that we look back and go, eh, you know, what do we do? Because, I mean, look at the Mavs' schedule right now. Like, they're playing something like eight games and 13 nights. Like, that doesn't happen. You know, it's happened after, like, lockout season. So, I'm not sure how much we're supposed to take away from the game-to-game stuff. Where I think the rest of us gets so a challenged is... It's like what I've mentioned earlier, where where the Mavericks have tried to, to game certain things, you know, outsmart the system to, to a degree, and it's not really worked for them. I mean, they've rested KP all these games... And for, for, for what <laughs> really? Cause he's missed games with injuries uh, you know, you like you get hurt playing the game, not uh, and freak stuff happens. Like the constant concern of, of what's going to happen if, if, if you're just playing this way, I don't know, there's sports science. These guys know what they're doing. It just, they're, they're just times when it really, really frustrates me. So I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do with him as the answer, but they have a lot of questions that, that need to be answered and, this is the off season where it has to happen because the Mavericks, I think they can offer Luka the, the max soon enough-ish. And when that happens, that just absorbs a lot of their their salary cap space and they, they have limited moves. So,
4: Right. And uh, I'm, I'm still a big advocate for KP. I mean, I was a fan of his when he got drafted. So uh, I, I know the slander exists. I know he causes a lot of issues for himself. The way he just puts himself out on the floor, and the way he presents himself sometimes sure. is, is overwhelming. But uh, I, I do want to see like the team address his problems, of course, after the playoffs. But um, one one last question: I'm not sure if you listen to the All the Smoke podcast, but uh, Steven Jackson had called this team. The Luka Mavs. Do you agree with that terminology?
0: <laughs> if he's what what was the implication by the comment? Well, like, give
4: me some more context. Okay, so uh we were going against the Knicks. I I think that was the the game that we won and KP didn't really show up that that game. But uh it was in New York and we won and uh he was just implying that uh KP's supposed to be the second star, but really this is just Lucas team and Lucas has been carrying the Mavs all season. So he, he just called this team that they have no like real personality. It's just
0: the Luca Mavs. I mean I certainly think that's the case. This this notion of KP being a second star has been a joke from the get go. If if Porzingis played in Sacramento to start his career this would not be a thing like he, he I, we've all been gaslit by the by by East Coast and coastal media for him being like a a, uh, a superstar player. He's not. He never has been. He has some outlier games that really like ride the rest of his career. That doesn't mean he's not special. He certainly is. He's really interesting. But there's just not a track record. Like He's not done anything of note. Ever. Right. Um, his, his most interesting stuff. is like his off court comments and his drama with Phil Jackson. Um, that doesn't mean he can't be, you know, that's why last year it's sort of fun because he was coming back from injury and he had sort of Luca was so good that there really wasn't an argument. That's what made this year so weird where he's like, he's complaining about touches as they're winning. I, you know, there there is some stuff where he had credence and some, you know, what he was talking about was not entirely wrong. Like the fourth quarter touches were pretty silly. Um, but if you know he's constantly hurt and he doesn't want to attack the basket, I'm not sure. Like, you know, the Mavericks aren't just going to feed the guy jump like jump shots or post ups. I don't know. It's so <laughs> I, I think it's probably accurate, but the Mavericks just have to do a better job at team building. So.
4: Right. All so right.
0: Well, that, thanks for that's hanging that's out, Jose. Really
4: had. Thanks for bringing me up, Kurt.
0: Of course, buddy. You have a good night.
4: You too.
5: All right. Coming up next, Jason. What's up, man? Uh, uh, This game is predictable, yet it still stings all the same. Oh my goodness. Sure. So the first thing I'll say in defense of this game is that we did not lose because of the refs. I do think we did not lose because of the refs. At the same time. the refs made this game very, very weird. And it, it just never got into a rhythm. And you can say a good team has to fight through adversity and deal with the weirdness and just get it done at the end of the day. But I saw a quote on Twitter which blew my mind, which is Rodney Mott. Carlisle's four technicals he got in this season have all been issued by Rodney Mott. That seems insane to me. I have no idea what to make of that. But that's insane. And I don't want to turn this into a rough comment, but I've looked this guy up, and I'm going to be very, very careful about what I say here. But he had had an article on The Athletic where he was interviewed. He was a former veteran, and he called himself a police officer, and he said, being police on the court is like being police in the military, and I have to deal with these guys the same way. I'm just like, what does that mean? And That's he also a weird had the sentence. Dot org petition where enough, the Denver fan is apparently mad at him too because he <laughs> tossed Jokic <laughs> and Malone out in like the first quarter and won the game. So this guy's fired wow. up. He got suspended for three games apparently because he made gestures towards fans that were obscene. So this guy, I'm not gonna say it's the refs' fault that we lost this game, but I definitely think this guy got a little worked up and he made some calls that are very strange and. What? And overall, well, my, big picture, we just lost this game because we didn't have effort, but the rest didn't help. That's
0: all. My favorite thing is, uh, so Dal- I think Dalton might have tweeted this. Yeah, Dalton Moore, or Dalton Trigg tweeted that the fun facts about Rodney Moore, including that his favorite musician is Stevie Wonder, which, like, that made me laugh really inappropriately. Um, oh, my God. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, I- this is why we do these. We talk it out. I go to bed less mad after these frustrating losses. I will say that I just I grow weary of uh, of just some of the things that occur during the broadcast. Uh, I, I don't want to be more specific than that. It's part of these guys' jobs to to make to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, and I don't envy them at all. But man, like just aspects aspects of this game where it's like Luca needs to tough through a few things. Um, like, there's this Kendrick Perkins tweet going around because, you know, Perk's bum-ass, uh, had something oh, else God. to say. But, of course, it's like there's a little bit of nugget of truth about what he's talking about. It's like he needs, to, he needs to stop with this. And he, and he does. I just, you know, sometimes things are against you. Let your coach fight these battles. Let Carlisle do it. It was just a bit – Carlisle much. got two texts. Well, I know, I know, but that's, that's the battle. Like, I've been wondering for quite some time – I've been wondering for quite some time when Carlisle was going to drop some of this with refing and Luca and how the Mavs are refed because I don't think they're like called unfairly, but I think I think the refs like the, the inconsistency is what's particularly challenging for for Dallas because they're not a great defensive team, and then when the offensive things aren't going, they just get like very frustrated, and and it's when you have inconsistent refing where they don't know what's called. Like Luca had one call. Oh, He had an offensive foul call. I don't know who was guarding him, but the guy was on his back hip. And, like, that's just not a, like that's not an offensive call if the guy runs into your back hip. It's either a no call or it's a foul on the defense. Like, those are your two options. It's not an offensive call. I mean, and, it's just
5: inconsistency. So, like, for yes. what it's worth, at least on my end, it's like the Mavs got double the free throws. The Kings got this game. So it's really, really hard to complain about the refs. But yeah. the, the refs somehow made it possible to complain about them yeah. because. They were just so bad on both sides. Right. Kind of horrific.
0: Right. Well, we got anything else?
5: Well, let's just hope the the Lakers lose and we stay in six or whatever, because holy shit. That'd be something. They're getting the crap kicked
0: out of them right now. Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenny Bybee in the chat just pointed it out to us, and the Lakers are down 18, so that'd be something.
5: Woo. And I just, one thing to Katie, just why per Kate Lucas so much? Like, some of these guys in the media, it's their job to just stir up shit. Oh, yeah. Be dumbasses. And that, like, Perk knows he's a clown. He knows he's a clown. I, he's just making I shit followed up. Kendrick Perkins.
0: I'm I'm a year and a half older than Perkins. He was a year behind me in high school in Dallas. I've known who he was since he was this monster sophomore at Beaumont Ozen. And he is a trash can of a basketball player. He's never been good. He's never mattered. He's just huge. And he talks shit. And he's friends with the right people. He doesn't bring anything interesting to the game. He is he is a designated troll. ESPN should be embarrassed for paying him. Um, I watched Chris Bosch absolutely destroy him in a state national title or uh in a state semi semifinal game where Bosch just pulled him to the outside and ripped him like like it was, it was brutal. Um that's how old I am. Um all right. <laughs> So, I, I like he sucks and has sucked forever. And so, it's not, this is nothing new. I, his opinions suck. His basketball knowledge sucks. Perkins sucks. Um, well, Jason, I'm going to thanks for hanging out as
5: always. All right. J Rich Island, let's go, guys. Let's go. J Rich
0: Island. Oh, my God. I can't with you.
6: Uh, okay.
5: Last but not least, we have Dwight. Dwight,
0: what's up? Thanks for coming on. Hit.
6: I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm better now. <laughs> Yeah, I, after the couple weeks ago, man, I kind of got over it. I don't, I just don't feel bad, man. It's a it's a crazy season. It's weird. Density is of uh, games. It, it just is what it is. But I, I did want to say this. It's, it's super ironic. I'm coming on right after my man on Jay Rich Island. Um, I'm about your age, man. I went to college in Michigan. My dad's a big Pistons fan. So I've watched Rick Carlisle's entire coaching career. And I really mean this. I've never seen Rick give minutes undeserved to a player like Josh Richardson his whole career. Like, you I'm a Mavs fan, been a Mavs fan my whole life. So I follow Rick and it's just, dude, I don't get it. I just can't figure it out. And... I just I, – I, this Josh Richardson experience just doesn't add up. The man has started every game. He's been available, and I have no idea why Rick keeps throwing him out there. He's costing us games at this point. It's just weird, bro. I,
0: to me, it strikes me as a confidence spiral thing where if you pull him out of the starting lineup, you acknowledge how much he sucks, and then you hurt his confidence even more. Um, I, I hate – the the Dallas defensive scheme and they take away some of the things that make Jay Rich good like a couple like he had he's had steals the past few games like backcourt steals that are really awesome but then he just can't score like that yeah. he shot an airball yeah. layup against Halliburton like that can't
3: happen
6: yeah yeah I, so and that's, and that's what I think, even at his peak defensive powers yeah that was a great steal and he like you said he airballed layup so net net what really happened there yeah
0: i'm not sure what's going on i mean there's a lot of i guess like there's this chatter it's like oh well bill duffy is his agent and bill duffy is luca's agent they don't want to make luca's agent mad and it's like look like he's gonna opt into his contract like what are we talking about here he's nobody's paying him 10 million dollars he can't shoot um (laughs) i'm just i'm not sure it's a strange it's it's just a strange thing the Mavericks are a team built, and they're just not good enough at times. And tonight was one.
6: Yeah, but that's all I got, man. It, it's a rough one, and watch they beat Miami by 20 points. It's just well, weird, I mean, man. That
0: that, that kind of has to happen because if the Lakers lose tonight, they need to they need to solidify the six seed thing. You know, I'm not. I just want them to avoid the playing. Because I need Luka to get some minute or get some rest, like. As much as, you know, it, it, because Luca's is the best player, we put a lot of blame and a lot of responsibility on him. But him playing in a playing game might be good for ratings, and it's going to be bad for his body. I mean, that dude needs needs a minute. He need, He's he's tired.
6: So, dude, I yeah. think he has the highest usage rate in the NBA, and he's played all the four games in this crazy season. Yep. Yeah, man, the kid needs a break. He
0: needs a break. We're, exp- we're asking a lot of him. It's funny you mentioned that, the usage rate thing. We got an article coming out about that tomorrow as well. So, everybody come to MavsMoneyBall.com while I have a plug. Well, thanks, Dwight.
6: All right, brother. Have a good night, man.
0: You too. All right, we've got a couple more speaker requests, and I'm up and at it, so why not? Jason, how are you doing? You know, Patrick, your avatar (laughs) here, I should ban you because Mavarello is
7: offensive. But how are you, Patrick? What's going on? I'm good, Kirk. I know. Actually, I changed it, so I'm probably (laughs) responsible for this loss. (laughs) Or (laughs) Mavarello. actually is but yeah at least at least we don't have to play the kings again this season yep um i mean this loss kind of sucks now we go from fifth to seventh seed but i don't know <laughs> it's just yeah. pretty rough it is pretty rough. we got to start,
0: like, once again, I feel like we lose a lot of these Sunday games because, the, like, the Sunday-Monday
7: start the week with a loss is driving me nuts. Yeah. And DeLeon Wright probably played his best game that I've seen him play in American Airlines Center.
0: <sighs> yeah, it was, like, it was like what he did to the Mavs as a grizzly, like, before the Mavs signed him, like, one of those just ball-dominating performances. He never played like this.
7: Yeah, it just, I mean, it just seemed, I mean, you know, I'd like to just blame the refs, but the Mavericks are just missing almost every shot. I mean, the refs definitely didn't help tonight, but I don't know. I mean, maybe Luka at least will get a rest game if he's suspended for one game, so that should be. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's
0: on the agenda.
7: Yeah, I mean, let's see. I just kind of pushed through, I guess. At least we don't, like I said, the Kings are our Achilles heel this year. So at least we're done playing them. And now just hopefully rebound. Let's see, I, I forget who they play next, but. The Heat. Oh, the Heat. Yeah. And I think they've been kind of up and down too. So hopefully just rebound and, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, thanks but for joining I'll us. Try. You got anything else? Yeah, I guess I guess I'll probably just change my avatar. It didn't work out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have a good night. Appreciate yeah, you.
7: Too. See you,
0: uh, Christian. Why don't you take
8: us on out of here? Oh no, we got Sean there too. J- J- uh, go ahead, there, Christian. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm not gonna repeat my usual uh, point. The one thing I just wanted to say is, I hope the coaching staff and you know uh Timmy's played uh every game or close to every game um we've had but at the same time if a player is has an injury or you know a sort like real soreness to where it doesn't it seems like it would be a risk to have him play completely sit him it, you know it's not worth risking the injury But if not, and I have a feeling like Timmy's was strictly rest. uh, Me too. Like, we need to understand that avoiding the play-in, not only it doesn't ensure we're in the playoffs, it's a rest period before the most important time. And, you know, we can go ahead and rest all the guys we want or do whatever, but at the same time, if we end up in the play-in tournament, we're not going to be able to rest in the first place. But secondly, we're going to be going into the most important games of the entire season uh, exhausted, because a team like the Grizzlies, uh, they'll batter you up, and that's, you know, you're you're going to get worn down by them. Um, but I just, unless it's Luca, I'm not really trying to hear it and. Even we gave Dorian the night off uh, against the Pistons, but these games are just too important, and we're in a position now to kind of uh, just hope that the Lakers don't make a comeback. And it's a tough position to be in, and we we just we have like two weeks left. Basically, we got to try to push it out, unless, like I said, there's a serious possible injury or. You know, something's really going on. Like, we got to push through it in the hopes to avoid the play And ultimately, you know, we can get some rest in there that I think will be really important for the team. But it's a little bit frustrating in that sense. I really think we could have used him, especially since he's been playing well. But very frustrating.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, just a great way to start a week as always.
8: Well, thanks for your comment. You got anything else? No, appreciate you having me up as always, Kirk.
0: All right, my man. All right, last but not least, I got Sean. Sean,
9: what's going on? Alright. So this is Sean coming for live from Jay Rich Island. Uh used to be a Another community, member. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh used to be me. Used to be a community, but now it's just me and Jay Rich crying in feudal position. But uh I believe that Jay Rich is gonna make us all look stupid by the end of the season and by the end of the playoffs, cause he's an absolute beast. Uh he's he came in here live with his uh absolute defensive skill and energy, and he's even won us a couple of games completely by himself, a lot like uh how you would say, you know, Tim Hardaway would. And it's almost <laughs> it's almost ridiculous. How we could play Tim Hardaway as much as we do, as much as he could go four or five games without even making, you know, going one from nine, two from eight, two for seven. And we we just sit here and we talk so much trash about this guy when he's done so much for the team. And I, I, I just I don't know. I, I don't get it. Uh, he's in a you know, he's got the yips right now, but I think he's going to come
0: back and make us all look stupid. Hoping so. I mean, that, that's got to be what Carlisle's kind of banking on. I mean, does anybody remember the preseason where he shot, like, I don't know, like 75% from three, and then it's kind of just been downhill after that? That's kind of <laughs> the gist of stuff.
9: So. He's, he's going to come back, but that's all I have, Kirk. Uh, it's nice talking to you, and I think we'd all like to hear um, what games you're playing on Xbox.
0: <sighs> um, Honestly, I've been playing No Man's Sky because it's peaceful and calming, except for when something bad happens and it's horrifying. <laughs> Um yeah. and I I don't know I I've I've tried to play some other stuff but you know these damn games keep happening so often where I don't get to play at night and then if I do I end up going to bed at like three in the morning and then I'm like useless at work and then at Maps work so we can't <laughs> have both we can't Absolutely. have both. But, yeah, um sure. all right I've seen a couple of people hop in late and then join and ask to to come up and and chat and anybody that that has done these with me before knows I'm pretty good about bringing everybody up on stage but um I I just I gotta go to bed guys I'm sorry. I appreciate everybody hanging out. Please come back another night. Uh, this has been Kirk Henderson at, uh, you know, with Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. This game sucked. The Mavs suck again, but maybe they won't on Tuesday when they play the Heat. Lord only knows, guys. It's uh, just 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 kind of the season that it is. Thanks, as always, for hanging out. It's kind of a weird uh, night, both with the technology and that sort of thing. But we'll see if we can get it sorted out another time. All right, have a good one.